Are you always reacting? Are you unable to settle? When thinking about work, does that mean you're constantly rushing to get the words out? You know that you're talking at a hundred miles an hour, screaming at yourself to slow down, but you just can't. Or when thinking about eating, does that mean that when you're not quite getting it, or if you've overeaten one day, or if the scale's gone up one week, you just can't control the feelings that come? Why can everyone else do this and not me? And the only thing that will resolve the pain is the very thing you don't want to overconsume anymore. Food. If so, today's episode is for you, where I'm discussing the importance of being present and how this will take you from reacting to everyone and everything around you to accepting and sitting with the experience, leaving you more calm and able to manage yourself. Hello, Boblets, and welcome to episode 18 of the Bobby Nutrition Podcast with myself, Rob Hannigan, head coach and owner of Bobby Nutrition, where, yes, we're all about science-based nutrition, but what I really like to get to is you and how I can help you understand yourself better. So, being present. What wishy-washy, airy, fairy bullshit, right? I thought so too. I'm very, very open about my um, my perceptions of the world prior to five or six years ago and the fact that as a logical thinker and thoroughbred cynic, I was proud to have so much logical intellect. I could look down on people who, who would meditate. and And in my eyes at the time weren't people who were naive enough to believe in anything so waffy. I did. I really felt that way. Um, I saw it as naive, unfounded, unscientific, um, until I started to understand, at an incredibly basic level, might I add, the neurological aspect of it. And, And I realized how misinformed I was. I had no idea that being present could be supported by science or modern psychology in any way. Um, I think Hollywood has done an abysmal job of representing how, how, um, how the modern world uses these, let's say, Eastern practices. Um, you know, if you're watching a movie, it's always guys and gals without jobs, living the free life, high as fuck every second of the day. Um, so first of all, let's, let's squash this misconception of what the idea of being present actually is. Because if you, if you are like I was, that idea may be what's stopping you from dropping your ego to it, to accept it. All the people who are cynical about the notion of being present will have embraced the practice hundreds, if not thousands of times themselves. The same goes for meditation as well. Uh, There is this stigma 
attached to the hippiness of stuff with this stuff, isn't there? Um, anything associated with that has to be about fairies and flying goblins. When, in fact, we all engage in these practices. For example, anything that we absolutely love doing, any activity that we love doing, um, you know what I mean? Like the gym, I think, is a great example for most people to relate to. You know, when you're just like in the zone and you, you just feel like where time becomes irrelevant and you can't drag yourself away from it. And and all of the struggles of life seem to be less significant than they were before you you started the activity. That's meditation. That's being present. That's what those things are. So we've all experienced it. And that's the neurological place we're trying to get to when we say be present. So when I promote this idea, the only difference between the airy-fairy view of it that people um, have versus my personal current view it's just that I choose to make it a conscious part of my life. That's that's really the only difference. Every one of you will have had moments where you will have experienced it in the past. So now it's just about making it a more routine part of your life because of all of the all of the benefits that it brings, which we'll discuss. So it's about actively pursuing it. That's all. It's not some crazy illusion where you transport yourself to to another dimension. Or as my dad put it, I remember some time ago, we were in the car chatting and we were talking about, um, you know, how we can have breaks at work. And I was like, well, yeah, well, people um, are allowed to meditate now in work, actually. This is when I was at my old job. He's like, are you joking? <laughs> I was like, no. He's like, that's ridiculous. I was like, well, what's the difference? People... People read magazines and read stories and um, read their books, rather, and things like that. So what's the difference? And he said, well, I understand that, but, you know, dream, daydreaming about your, your belly button fluff, it's ridiculous. You know, so that's the view. That's the view that, that, that many of you guys will have. So I empathize with that. But you have to understand that it's just not too dissimilar to things that you'll already be, you'll already be familiar with. Um, it's just about taking a step back to reset. Um, and the difference that this has made to my life in general is, is phenomenal, phenomenal. And it took me a while, um, to really understand what it meant myself. I, I suppose you almost go through this period where it's a bit forced. And the point of today, by the way, I'll take you through how you can get past that, um, so I'm not talking about waiting for a stressful event and then doing some breathing exercises to calm yourself down and then bring you back to the present moment. Because that's good, that stuff, you know, it's handy. But we want to prevent you from even perceiving that so-called stressful experience uh, as, as such a negative thing in, in the first place. We want to we want to create a general, consistent sense of peace. So I think the first battle to anything like this is being willing to prioritize yourself. 
and being this is this is the this is the uh this is the tough part being willing to prioritize yourself enough to do nothing right i said this to my guys the other day doing more is easy doing less is fucking hard it's really hard because depending on on your trauma with work maybe you've considered yourself a failure in the past the very notion of sitting with yourself for 10 minutes is borderline panic attack worthy and that doesn't sit right with me and it shouldn't sit right with you really when i lay it out like that but that's the truth if you really sat with yourself for 10 minutes 15 minutes half an hour in utter silence with nothing with no phone 30 minutes of your day it's nothing but we have to fill it with um this productivity and i'm not saying don't be productive and sit on your ass all day but there are elements of this toxic productivity where people are just doing it on autopilot unknowingly trying to cover up old wounds trying to make up for past failures so doing less is really hard because it goes against every way you've ever tried to keep safe by by doing by talking by reacting by laughing at people's really unfunny jokes because with this stuff you're not actually producing anything you're not emailing you're not completing tasks you're not getting stuff done you know you're not ta- take yeah, you're not taking care of business as they say and that can be okay um people do crack on and work through um but a lot of people get through in life without having to reset because their general way of life how they were brought up how they perceive the world how they can compose themselves the lack of care that they have for what other people think of them and low stress levels as a result of all of that deems that they kind of can crack on because they um, they're able to maintain that level of composure because of their perception of the world but if your anxiety is sky high and you you don't want to be willing to take a step back at specific times of the day to reset don't you dare then moan about anxiety and stress you'll tell yourself you've tried everything but really you haven't you really haven't you can moan about it and ask for a solution and then try that solution fail get frustrated um get it wrong um, have another moan try again that's fine that's that's awesome that's part of the process that's part of the teething process but if weeks and weeks and months go by you look back and that that bias to react to everything around you has kept you saying um yeah i'm not going to try it's just not for me then you can't say that nothing works because you haven't really tried it. So you have to identify that in yourself. So that's that's part one. Part one is dropping the ego 
and identifying any biases you may have against such a process. Um, step two is then trying to buy into it a bit. And this comes back to what I said earlier regarding it not being this crazy, wishy, waffy, airy-fairy bullshit that's going to transport you to the land of the insulin fairy. What I mean by that is that don't do this for a result. Don't do this to be transported to this magical place where everything in the world is completely beautiful all over again. Don't focus on that end goal. It's the same with anything else, but especially with this. Um, a lot of people who start this, especially um, analytical people and, and logically driven people, a lot of those um, personality traits, they don't start this because they think, but what's the goal? How How is it going to make me feel? Um some of you may be so desperate to get rid of this anxiety um, that, you know, today's scheduled present moment uh, 10 minutes, uh, you want that to be the fix because of how desperate you are. Just like if you're trying to lose weight, you jump on a new diet, hoping that that's going to be um, the new fix to weight loss. But if you put that level of pressure on it, it absolutely won't be. When you're driving to see Auntie Deborah in Devon, eight-hour drive, and you've got your kids in the back, um, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? How's that fucking journey feel? How does it feel when there's consistent attention on how far away you are from any destination. Exactly. And then we wonder why we're so anxious all the time. You start, is this starting to make sense now? It's, it's quite obvious when I point it out like that, but you've been running on autopilot like that for the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life and you just didn't know it. You have to stop focusing on the destination. Yes, you're driving and you will get to a destination. But the experience of that journey is actually where we need to start directing our attention. Because if the experience was shit, I can guarantee your mood once you reach the end goal will be as well. So... So asking, what will I get out of it? That's the wrong question to ask. Because that implies you only do anything in life for what you get in return. When the whole point of this is to get used to the practice and mentality of doing things for the experience. The present moment. So drop any expectation. And if you can carry that on into the rest of the life, rest of the life, the rest of your life, that's even more beautiful. Drop expectation. And again, that might sound quite obvious, having having heard what um, what I just said there. 
But expectation really is unconsciously driven. You'll be doing stuff and then you'll be disappointed by the end of it. Um, And you won't even realize why. It's because you've developed unconscious expectation in that. So you need to develop a really acute sense of awareness with all of this. But one thing at a time, right? Use it with just what we're talking about here. So with being present, no end goal. Don't think about it. Don't weigh it up and think, is this going to be worth my time? Am I going to feel like the happiest person in the world by the end? Um, Drop it. Drop the expectation. And that's going to be a challenge within itself. Um, Because in the moment, you'll start thinking about tasks that haven't been completed. The text that you forgot to reply to. And you know what? That there, that's your first spot of awareness. You're now getting a glimpse of what your brain is actually like 24-7. If you're in that moment and then you're trying to relax and then all you're thinking about is what you haven't done, what you haven't got to, and then you start creating stories about what people will think of you if you don't reply to this and what will happen if this doesn't happen and etc. And then it snowballs in your mind. Welcome to your fucking brain. You're just aware of it now. You've just now slowed down to experience the actual hectic nature of how you've been for the last 10, 20, 30 years. But that's okay. That's like that's a good thing. Because now, now you've got a reason to do this even more. So we need to sit in that empty space, which is going to be uncomfortable. We need to sit in that empty space to prove to ourselves that the world won't come to an end if we don't get to the things that our mind is trying to tell us to get to. But you've got to sit through that discomfort. Everything everything will be fine if I don't answer that text message now. Everything will be fine if I don't reply to that email now. It won't feel that way. That's because your brain is experiencing something new. So it's going to direct you away from this experience as much as, pos- as, much as possible. Um, and again, that's okay. The thought will come in. Slowly push it away. And finally, there's the practicality of it all. So what can you actually do? What does this sitting look like? What does this experiencing the present moment look like? What are some ideas that can that I can apply to myself? Honestly, a really, really good place to start is doing the dishes. <laughs> I mean it, right? Because first of all, it forces you to put your phone away. And you're very secluded when you're in that environment. If I asked you to just go and sit down on your bed, the brain is going to be saying, just get the phone out. Just get back to that laptop. Time will feel incredibly slow. 
Whereas if you're doing the dishes, you're kind of doing something. So that element of productivity is still there. So we're not throwing you in at the deep end. Um, so run the water, sit with it, and just watch the water. Watch it fill up. You've got the dishes in there and just feel everything that's happening. Close your eyes and feel it. The heat of the water, the suds, just slow everything the fuck down. And thoughts will then come. Work, kids, text messages, just let them pass through. And bring yourself back to this experience. Because you know now that your brain is going to do that. Because we've just alerted you to the fact that your brain is constantly in this overdrive. And that's okay. You can't... You can't change how your brain works at the flick of a switch because you've all you've taught this is all it's ever known. It's just doing what comes naturally to it. What you're doing now is training it in something new, which just takes a bit of practice. So just bring yourself back to this experience. And it slows your mind down entirely. And this is difficult at first. Because like I mentioned, your brain isn't used to it yet. It wants you to be anxious for the, for the rest of your life because that's all it's ever felt comfort in. That's what's so messed up about our brains is that even if the autopilot that we've created within it um, brings us unhealthy ramifications, um, social ramifications, whatever it might be, if that's all our brain has ever known, it will do absolutely everything to stay exactly where it is. If that's thinking a certain way, if that's making certain stories up, if that's secluding yourself away from people, if that's reaching for the fridge during after certain circumstances, if that's reaching for a drink or going for drugs, if that's all it's ever felt comfort in, that's what it's going to keep reaching for. And this practice here is what um, exposes you to the beauty of what is actually around you, that those escapes may not actually be necessary, even though your brain is screaming that they are, because that's all it's ever known, it doesn't mean that they are. And the more often you do this, you'll put your head up one day and you'll be at that destination that I told you to stop caring about. So the more you do this and the more frequently you do these, whether it be five or 10 minute activities throughout the day, the more prepped you will be for anything. It won't change the world. That's not what we're trying to do here, but it will change your perception of it. All of a sudden you miss as confident. You don't feel the desire to fill silences anymore. And then it just becomes a positive cycle. In everything. Okay? Awesome stuff, my boblets. Well, I think that'll do for today. So as always, my guys, enjoy your week. And understand yourself better. <laughs>